to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to podcast number 283 of Guys Guys Radio. Wow, we've done a lot, and we've got a lot more to come. We've got a special, special show this evening. Do you know anything about intuition? Do you trust your intuition? Do you ask your intuition questions? Do you make your intuition work for you? Well, we've got a great guest, Lisa Kay, and she's going to teach us how to have our intuition on demand. And wouldn't everybody like that? She's got a great book called Intuition on Demand. And uh, it's a step-by-step guide to powerful intuition you can trust. I've been going through it uh, for the past couple of days and uh, it's fantastic. It's very practical and it's fun. And uh, these are things you can work into your day-to-day lifestyle. It doesn't take extra time. In fact, you probably end up saving time if you start using your intuition and not thinking so much. Everybody's got so much monkey chatter, but that's the way it goes. So we're going to bring Lisa out in a a couple of minutes. Um, Let's quickly just uh, get everybody set up for today. Um, As I mentioned, it's Wednesday. It is uh, May 16th already. And here we are in New York City. It is dreary and cool again. And we've got rain forecast for the rest of the week right through Sunday. So uh, we've had kind of a, we had a very long drawn out winter and then we had kind of a non-existent spring. So I have a feeling all of a sudden it's going to be 90 degrees and we're going to just bake for the summer, but I guess that's okay. It just seems to me that the, it seems like the winter has started to uh, begins a little later now and ends a little later. And I think talking to some folks in the science area have told me that the earth uh, is uh the axis kind of getting a little wobbly now with the magnetic uh, shifts. And um, so that's why we get a little bit of wonky, wonky weather. And who knows what are the other factors uh, coming into effect on that. So anyhow, this is guys, guys, radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. That's what we're here for. Everybody wins. You know, uh, the name guys, guy, you think it's going to be a bro show. And we know we do talk about relationships and we do filter things through guy's guy. I mean, I consider myself a guy's guy. I uh, updated kind of modern man, but a casual, confident modern man, not the old macho man. Casual confidence, unassuming strength, seductive integrity, emotional intelligence, timeless style, and fun. That's That's a guy's guy. So I do my best to represent and you know guys guys radio it's not about it's not like the man show it's not all beer and boobs and football even though we like those things it's not about that it's about being the best man you can be and being the best woman you can be and uh for women understanding the truth about guys and you know what the truth isn't so bad and for guys to have a voice and uh, a place where they can kind of relate authentically with what's going on uh, in their uh, journey today, because for men, it's a, it's a challenging time. Um, This is a time where men have never had more opportunities to be whoever they want to be. Yet it's also a time where men have never been less understood. So if I think if you're a guy's guy though, it's the best time to be a man ever in the history of the world, but it's up to each guy to take that step and look at things positively and create your own world through your thoughts, through your words, through your actions every day. And that's, that's why we're here on guys, guys radio. So let's talk about what's going on out in the world today. We'll take a super short break. We'll bring our special guest, Lisa Kay on. And then later in the show, we'll do a quick guys, guys guide that I always like to do. And this, this week I'm going to just hit five bullet points about ways to lose weight because we're getting into we're rounding the turn towards summer and uh, you know, it's not that easy to peel off those pounds so quickly. It's, it's more of a lifestyle thing. I think I had mentioned a few times on the show, I took on this uh, self challenge for myself. I call it the POE diet, the process of elimination diet. And I set three levels on it weekly, monthly, and, uh, and, uh, uh, bi-monthly. And what I do is each week, because uh, I'm putting myself on the advanced, advanced level, and I'm kind of the lab rat for this uh, program. And what I do is I eliminate one thing from my diet that I don't feel is great for me, even though I might crave it uh, every week during the year, throughout the year. We're up to uh, 20 weeks now. So 
So I've eliminated 20 things from my diet. And uh, once they're eliminated, that's it. I can't have them the rest of the year. So I'm putting it out there in public here on my podcast because that'll help me stick to it because it'd be very easy to say, hmm, I would love a little bit of tequila right now, but I'm not going to do it because week one, the first thing I gave up for the year was alcohol. No wine, no Prosecco, no sipping tequila, nothing. And uh, so far it's, uh, I'm, hey, it's mid-May and uh, I'm not thinking about it, but you know, you get to those summer months and you walk by those cafes and everybody's having their chilled glass of white wine and they're having cold beers and and I'm having seltzer but that's the way it goes uh I've lost some weight I'm in fantastic shape uh, as part of that and I'm also doing something called the uh four minute peaceful warrior workout that I've mentioned also it's 15 moves you can find it online look up Dan Millman's peaceful warrior workout it's 15 moves you can do it every day takes four minutes and uh, I've just found it, it incredible in terms of opening up your body, opening up your creativity, loosening up the spine, uh, relax, letting the chi flow. It's been very helpful. And I've added it to the rest of my workout and I, I feel great. So anyhow, that's what's happening with me. Uh, elsewhere, you know, I was looking through the paper today and uh, looking at the news a little bit online. And uh, I try not to watch TV. Uh, too often, unless there's some something I like the show Billions. I think it's a lot of fun, very well written. I'm kind of into Westworld, but it's a little too creepy and gory this year. So I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I like Ray Donovan, even though it's very dark. And uh, and I like sports and movies, you know. So anyhow, uh, the NBA is, da- is down to four teams now. There's uh, LeBron James and his Cleveland Cavaliers against the Boston Celtics and the Celtics are a young team and their two best players are out and yet they're up 2-0. So they're doing well. And then in the other series where there's another game tonight, you have probably the two best teams playing each other in the semifinals, the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are really a super team. They just do everything the right way and they play like a team as do the Celtics. Um, team play is beating in individual play. Uh, and I think that's great. Uh, some people might complain that the Warriors are too loaded since they got Kevin Durant, but Hey, you know, that's the way it is. Uh, prior to that, LeBron James, he was, uh, uh, getting his buddies to play with him in Miami and then getting some guys to come play with him in Cleveland. So this is how the sports, uh, basketball, the NBA is now, because, you know, you got five starting players these superstars, you know, they're recruiting their pals and they want to play together. And uh, you have these super teams now, which uh, you didn't have when they make this comparison between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. You know, Michael Jordan, he got drafted by the Chicago Bulls. He just played for the Bulls. That was it. And whoever ended up on the team he played with. LeBron has been more selective. He was on Cleveland. Then he decided to go to Miami. He got Chris, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade to play with him there. Then he went back to Cleveland. Now he's probably going to leave Cleveland if they don't go all the way this year. Maybe even if they do go all the way, he'll leave. Maybe go to the Lakers. So he, it's a whole different ball game here in uh, 2018. So we'll see what happens there, but that's been a lot of fun. Um, before we go to the break, I do a quick uh, guy's guy of the week. And sometimes I do an anti-guy's guy of the week. So I have both this week. So my guys guy of the week are guys guys of the week. And that's the Boston Celtics. I think they've done an amazing job so far. They're up 2-0 on the Cavaliers. And it's because as I mentioned, team play. So we're going to give those guys, the guys guys of the week. And the anti guy guy is this, I don't know if you've seen online, this uh, patron at uh, some midtown Manhattan uh, fast, one of those lunch spots where you get, you know, your salad and all this stuff in the plastic container but he was very upset because uh, some of the staff was talking to some of the patrons, taking their order in Spanish, and it got him very upset. And he was threatening. They caught him on video threatening to uh, contact ICE to uh, see if they were illegal because they were speaking Spanish. And after all, this is America. And uh, then he was complaining that uh, because he works and pays taxes, he was paying their welfare just complete racism and uh, horrible. And I, I'm just shocked when you, I see people like that and they come, come out. And I don't know if this has to do with uh, kind of the culture that's uh, around in our country where there's such a separation between 
some of the different schools of thought, but it's just uh, it's very unsettling to see this outright racism out there. I think as a country, we have to change our collective consciousness. You know, if people who are quote unquote light workers and who are who are on the path of doing positive things, the more of us who are doing that, it spreads, it spreads and spreads. And there's a lot of power in consciousness. So, uh, you know, I think this guy just flipped out and uh, he's just all his hatred, whatever, just came pouring out of him. And uh, now he's a complete embarrassment. And I wouldn't be surprised if he lost his job because of his actions, because it's very un- unrepresentative, I'm sure, of the company he works for. And it's just flat out wrong and racist. So he's my guys, anti-guys guy of the week. So anyhow, so uh, Lisa Kay is going to come on in a moment. We're going, it is right now, it is 7-11. We're going to take a super quick break. And uh, then we're going to be right back. And um my friend Raika Yagmani is going to sing us to break. You're listening to the Guys Guy Radio. Okay, we're back then, Guys Guys Radio. Uh, let's talk about our show, Intuition. Uh, it's something that impacts us every day. Do we use it as a tool? Do we use it? Most people don't. But when you get to when you learn how to use it, it can be incredibly valuable. And our special guest, Lisa Kay, has written this fantastic book called Intuition on Demand, a step by step guide to powerful intuition that you can trust. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about her and then we'll bring her right on. She is a teacher, an author, a speaker specializing in intuition. She's the creator of Developing Your Intuition, where she teaches others how to control their intuition so they can use it when they want and on the things they want to use it on. She's considered an intuition expert, and she's taught people in workshops and seminars online and in person. Her public appearances reach people around the world through guest speaking online media and her popular radio show, Between Heaven and Earth. Um, her, As an author, her work's been published in a variety of magazines, HuffPo, Inspire Me Today, Care2.com, Ohm Times Magazine, and her latest book, as I mentioned, is in Intuition on Demand. Now, if you want to call into the show and ask Lisa K, a question you can. Our number is 347 945 5834. 347 945 5834. And let's bring her on right now. Welcome, Lisa, to Guys Guy Radio. Good evening. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled that you're here. And I have to tell you, I really like your book. And it's interesting because recently I had a guest on here, Bill Bennett. He just made a film called uh, PGS, Personal Guidance System. And he's been screening it around the country. And uh, Mm. uh, James Van Prague is in it and Michael Tamora and Lee Carroll and a whole bunch of people talking about uh, intuition. And um, so it got my it piqued my uh, interest in that. And then uh, I realized that you were coming on the show, so I couldn't wait to dig into your book. So tell us a little bit about uh, what inspired you to get uh, involved so deeply in intuition and write this book. Well, uh, you know, I always thought intuition was the most amazing thing. It was this magic, right, that, that people mm-hmm. seem to have. Somehow they knew not to get on that plane and then it crashed, or somehow they knew right. that their loved one was in trouble and they showed up just at the right time. And I always thought that that was the coolest thing um, and that they claim everybody has intuition. Well, I um, always desired intuition, but I didn't think I had it. In fact, uh, I used to try to play some um, intuition games when I was a kid and I, got, I didn't get any of them right. So I, at that point I decided I wasn't intuitive, um, but... Um, I, because I'm infinitely curious, you know, I've got a background in science and engineering and, uh, I wanted to go further and discover, you know, what is this thing? Does it really work? Um, and so I started to study it and I took, I took a little of my background in, um, psychobiology and tried to kind of go that route, but I, it didn't really, it kind of headed dead end. So I decided, well, let me just, you know, keep going, have an open mind. And I started studying from every book and teacher and, um, and every, you know, scientific journal I could find to discover what this is. And eventually I did develop my intuition and to the point where I was, um, able to save my life using my intuition. And that really kind of floored me. So, um, that was that's the short short story. And once I did that, I realized, you know, I I don't want to 
use my intuition to for other people. I want them to learn how to use theirs so they can help themselves. Exactly. And that's how I, I learned how to develop it and what I'm doing now, which is teaching. And that's fantastic. And that's, that's a great point you make because so many people are looking for somebody else to, or some, something or someone or to save us. And really, I think the message that we fail to sometime process uh, is that um, we're the ones that we've been looking for. And it's up, up, up to us to use all these tools that we have that we rarely use because we're either too busy thinking or we don't believe enough in ourselves and our power. Um, so thank right. you for or culture. For, for, yep. Culture, you know, kind of squashes it too. So yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about, do you think intuition is a gift, a skill, or is it kind of a, a muscle, if you will, where you do muscle membrane? Because I know in your book, you talk about practice, you, know, you have to practice and, uh, you know, there's some step by step and, uh, it's linear steps and they're very, uh, easy to do. And yet some people think intuition is a gift and some people think it's a skill that you learn. And some people think it's like, you know, playing basketball or something where practice, practice, practice. And is it that? Mm-hmm. Is it one of those? Is it a combination of all three? I think it's actually, I think it's all three. I think it's a gift that everybody has. And, and, and I'll explain that and why I believe that. And um, certainly because it's something, it's a, it's a skill that we have, that a uh, untapped skill, um, you have to work with it. You have to learn how to use it. And then you have to develop it by going through, just as you said, you know, learning how to, what uh, a technique, uh, and then how to work with it, knowing how it works within you, and then actually practice using it and developing it like, you know, a muscle. And so I really think it's, it is all three. Now, sometimes people have said in the past, you know, oh, a woman's intuition, um, but it seems like everybody mm-hmm. has, uh, whether it's intuition or psychic powers, whatever, it's just a matter of mm-hmm. uh, taking the time to be open and developing them. What's your thoughts on that, Lisa? Well, you know, what I found was fascinating was that the uh, everything I was learning about intuition, and I actually had to go into the um, what we call the psychic development route because that's the only mm-hmm. place you can find a lot of material on how to develop what I would believe is your intuition. And I believe your intuition, when you become highly skilled with your intuition, you become what people term a psychic. So that's the only route that you really can go in. And I decided to be open and go study it all. So uh, as I was doing it and getting certifications and learning from the best, um, you know, people who were highly intuitive, highly psychic, I discovered that what they were talking about, the way intuition comes to us and arises in our our minds, is actually uh, the way a certain part of our brain works. And because I have a background in psychobiology, uh, I started to realize the parallels. And it was fascinating. So the intuitive part of our brain is actually the, the right side of our brain. Um, we have two halves of our brain, it's, and the right mm-hmm. side of our brain is uh, all the characteristics of the way it processes information is the way intuition comes to us. And I thought, wow, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So, so intuition, it comes in. So let me start with um, how the right side of the brain works, uh, okay. how it processes information. So it thinks in symbols. It thinks in images. It understands the big picture, abstract concepts. It understands, um, you know, when it knows uh, what's, you know, what's different from this picture to that. If you had the two, if you had two pictures that were the same, and you, but one thing was different, it's the right side of your brain that knows that instantly. Mm-hmm. And those kinds of characteristics. And, and the other thing that's interesting is the right side of your brain has no language. It has no words. Um, it doesn't think in, in language. It doesn't think it linearly. It thinks holistically, uh, okay. which is, is fascinating. And that's how intuition comes to us. It comes to us in images. It comes to us in symbols. It might have one word, but not a lot of words. Um, it ha- Sometimes you have a knowing, right? I just know. It's a, mm-hmm. a, a broad, abstract concept that you just know. And that's the way the right side of the brain works, and that's the way intuition comes to us. Another thing that I thought was really fascinating is that the right side of the brain is uh, more innervated to the sense of feeling in your body. 
so we always say, well, I had this funny feeling, or sometimes the funny feeling, that gut feeling, is is actually a physical one. So you know, you just feel uncomfortable, or mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's an emotional feeling, and that's and they say, you know, our emotions are processed um, more in our, the right side of our brain than the left side. Now, the left side of your brain, that's the thinking side. That's the side that that's logical, judgmental. Uh, it's also the si- side that has what we consider our ego. So that's all the non-intuitive stuff. And in, in some ways, that's also the side that we use in doing our day-to-day life, planning, figuring out what we're going to do next, you know, what, solving problems. Uh, that's the side that we use consciously. So when you understand the brain science, you, you start to think, oh, my gosh, you know, intuition really is a part of us. It's, it's part of our brain physiology, which I think is, is it, fascinating. Yeah. Is, do you, how would you kind of differentiate the gut, you know, because people say they're, you know, gut decisions, uh, instincts, and uh, intuition, or, or are they all kind mm-hmm. of a dotted line kind of overlapping? I think that when people say they have a gut feeling or they say, um, you know, I just uh, it was my instinct uh, mm-hmm. or feminine intuition, I think they're talking about the same thing. They're using, you know, terms to describe something that's somewhat intangible. Um, but to me, it describes all the characteristics of intuition. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, intuition is has the characteristics of uh the messages have have characteristic of feeling we get we get feelings and sometimes the feeling is a sense of um being repelled or attracted to something or sometimes it literally is in your gut it just your your just gut doesn't feel good you know your your, your stomach is, right. turns right so those those are signals those are messages those okay. are intuitive messages that we're getting. Right. Let me uh, back up the truck a little bit. And this, how do you um, how do you categorize yourself and your gifts and your skills and your learning? I mean, you, uh, are you a are you psychic now because you've based uh, you've done psychic development? Or are you just somebody who's an expert on intuition and you know how to use it on an ongoing basis and know how to teach it? Or how would you mm-hmm. kind of uh, how would you describe yourself? Well, I tell people that I believe it's a spectrum, right? That, that, you know, we start at, we are intuitive beings and what people, and again, it's what people place meaning on the word. So, you know, everybody feels they have intuition because they get these little hunches and these things that happen to them randomly. And it's like, oh, I knew that. Um, But when it gets to the point where you develop it enough so that you're getting more information that's detailed on, and you get it when you want, um, then people go, oh my gosh, that's like psychic, right? And to me, it's mm-hmm. just a spectrum. It's just that you've developed it to the point that you're so good at it, and you're so skilled it. at it, that other people think you're psychic. And so, yeah, I would term that, you know, I actually went at, part of my training as, uh, in, in intuition and these psychic skills is I had to, um, part of your training is you have to go out and do intuitive readings for other people. And so that's what I did. I didn't want to do it. It wasn't something I set out to do, but it was part of, you know, developing. And I uh, went out and I actually did, I got to the, I actually counted, I did over 500 readings um, for the public. And I got to the point where I was so good at it that um, my appointments, uh, my appointment slots were always sold out. People couldn't get a a reading with me because I was so accurate. Um, and so, you know, that, yeah, I think people would term that as psychic. Okay. So when you, uh, in your day to day, you walk down the street, you go in the supermarket and buy something. Can you like look at the cashier and say, oh my goodness, she better go get to the doctor or you, you, you turn it on and off <laughs> or how's it work? Well, I think there are two things to it. There, there are times when you've developed your intuition skill, um, you know, to to a, a, an extent, to a high degree, you sometimes you pick things up. Sometimes you know it it just comes to you, and other times you have to be intentional about it. Uh, where mm-hmm. you 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 know some people, if you want to use the term, I have to tune in to somebody. So I'm not always picking things up from everybody that's coming by. 
sometimes, you know, if you, and, and everybody can do this, if you run into someone who kind of strikes you as, oh, they seem like they're having a bad day, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, they're a little different, you can, you can tune into them. You can turn your attention to them and, and pick up information. And that's intuitive information. And if you know a technique and if you've developed your intuition and you've worked at it, you can pick up a lot of information. So okay. I think that, that's how it works. I got it. I got it. Um, let's, let's talk about the kind of the, the, the practice, practice itself, because I'm sure our listeners are curious. Okay. How do I, they're probably all saying, you know, I want to develop my intuition. So yeah. can you walk sure. us through some basic steps and also some of the, there's a couple of minefields that um, maybe that's too strong a term that, that we mm-hmm. all run into that are ego driven, but ha- kind of how, how, how it works, the, the development, okay. you know, to do it. Of course we want everybody to get the book, but um, uh, some things that people can right. practice on while they're waiting for the book to show up. Okay, um, sure. I'll give you the you know I'll get, give you the thirty thousand foot um, overview, which which will get people kind of uh, an understanding of how this works. So the two things that you need to know to work with your intuition and to get it to work for you. The first thing is you need to know the characteristics of intuition. And I kind of went over them just briefly mm-hmm. earlier in this interview uh, so that you know when it happens to you that it's happening to you, that how it comes to you. So, you know, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about them again. So, so it's not going to be a, a lot of words. It's not going to sit there and give you all kinds of instruction and in talking the way I'm talking now. It might be one word. It might be um, an image or maybe several images. And I'll explain how that works. Um, what happens is we get, it'll give us these pieces of information, intuitive message, intuitive pieces of information. And as you put them together, they start to make sense. So, and, and this is the process. So the, so the first thing is intuition characteristics, understand how it comes to you. And then the second thing is you need a technique to gather these pieces so they make sense to you. So that's the second part. So the technique that I have allows you to um, get your intuition to give you these pieces of intuitive information about something, somebody, whatever question mm-hmm. you have, and then they start to make sense to you. So, for example, you can ask your intuition, well, tell me um, if you run into a, uh, a couple, the, you know, a man and wife, and you don't have never met them before, and they just, uh, they, you happen to be... Um, I don't know, maybe uh, introduce to them. And so you tune in, you ask your intuition, oh, I want to know a little bit more about them. And you ask your intuition, tell me about this couple. And then you see in your mind an image of a red rose flashes. Oh, okay. And then the technique teaches you to go back and get more information about that rose. So tell me more about the rose. Why are you showing me a red rose? And then you see... um, two gold rings and you go, okay, I've got a red rose and two gold rings. You go back to your intuition and ask again. And in your mind, another intuitive flash comes and you see a glass of champagne. Right. So now I've got three intuitive pieces, a red rose. I've got two rings and a glass of champagne. Now you tell me, what do you think that means? Uh, Anniversary. Could be an anniversary. Sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There you go. It has meaning. Mm-hmm. And, it's it. a, and that has something to do with a couple. So maybe they just got married. They're going to get married. Or you know, something about a uh, union, wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Romance. Um, so that's how we get that information. Now, it you comes mentioned, to us together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, in the book uh, the notion of uh, a way to kind of get the monkey chatter aside uh, and be open, which is a key, mm-hmm. I think, to psychic development as well as uh, even like working with your guides or, or manifesting even because people are very controlling. They want something. They, they have an expected outcome. Mm-hmm. And your your tip on this is, is like think of where is the bathroom because when you ask where is mm-hmm. the bathroom, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. Actually, that that is the tenth key secret, which is is the best one, um, which is where is the bathroom? All right, so let's back up a little bit. Okay. One of the key things in the technique, the first thing you do is you ask your intuition a question. That's the first step. 
because your intuition will always respond. Your mind always responds to questions. Uh, the problem is your thinking mind responds as well. So your intuition, your intuitive mind and your thinking mind now respond to a question. And your thinking mind gets in the way. So what you have to do to um, be, quote, open and receive, because they always tell you you have to be open and re- to receive and receive your intuitive message, whatever comes to you. And I never knew what that meant, and I figured it out. I figured it out through doing hundreds of readings and starting to get, you know, getting hits and getting the right information. I realized the state of mind you have to be in to, to mm-hmm. be open for that message. And it is, where's the bathroom? Now, it's not where the bathroom actually is. It's the state of mind you're in when you ask that question. When you ask that question, say you're in a place you've never been before, you're in a restaurant, you go and you ask somebody, you got to go, where's the bathroom? And what do you do? You pause, you're open, you're all ears, and you wait for them to tell you. And then when they tell you, you don't second guess what they're saying, right? You don't go, oh, I know what they're going to say. They're going to tell me it's in the back down over there on the left. And you don't, and you don't judge what they're telling you. You don't go, oh, that's not right. It's not there. I know it's got to be over here instead, right? You just, you're open, you pause, you you don't second guess, and you don't judge the answer. You just go, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the state of mind you have to be in. You can't, judging kills it. Judging gets it in the way. Um, Second guessing gets it, anticipating an answer gets in the way. So you got to get all that stuff out of the way so you can hear what's coming up intuitively. Now, do you? That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I'm going through. I'm I'm enjoying the book, and I kind of power read the whole thing, and now I want to go back and just really go through it slowly, and then do all the exercises. Uh Uh, It's very well laid out, and you make it very user friendly. So I really like the book, Lisa. So great job. Um, Thank you. Thank you. um, Another thing you talk about, because I could relate to a lot of it, you talk about divination tools, um, where a lot of people who use tarot cards or uh, angel cards, and I actually picked up a a deck a couple of years ago of Doreen Virtue's uh, angel cards. And I have them on my uh, windowsill and every once in a while I'll pull them out and I fan them and I pull out three cards and see what happens from there. And, um, and I have to say, I think it helps because it takes your mind out of the equation. Could you talk to us a little bit about the importance of that? Yes, and actually, the one of the more common questions I ask is, and you're touching on it, is, you know, how do I stop my, my thinking mind? How do I get my emotions out of the way? Because one of the problems is if you're very anxious or fearful, it's going to be very difficult to hear your, your intuition, and your thinking mind is, you know, is going to um, start rattling off at you. So what I tell people to do is you have to use a tool. And in the book, I've got, I think I've got 10 tools. I've got a bunch of tools that you can use to help you get out of your thinking mind. And yep. the, um, the cards are great. I love cards. because, And I actually use Doreen's cards, too, because they're beautiful pictures and yep. beautiful sayings on them. Um, but what happens is when you use a card, so the card is a trigger. It's a tool. It's not actually the intuition itself. It just helps you um, get out of your thinking mind. So when you're using a card, you, you shuffle the deck and you pull at, you ask a question of your intuition, of your guides, whatever you'd like to think of it as, and you pull a card out. Now, you don't know what card you're going to pull, right? And so, and you have to, therefore, use the technique. You have to um, op- be open to see what pops up at you. And, and I'll give you an example because I think this, this um, really helps uh, solidify it for people. So I was doing a reading. This was one of the first readings I ever did in public, and... So I'm a little nervous, uh, and it was in New York City, down in Chelsea Market, and okay, sure. this gentleman comes up, and he's, I'm sure you know where it is, so this gentleman comes, and he sits in front of me for a reading, and he's um, he's a very macho guy, and he's wearing a very, he's wearing a black t-shirt that's tight, he's very muscular, tan, tight jeans, sits down, puts a hand, his hand on his hip, and he's like, okay, do your thing. And I was like, okay, well, um, do you have a question or do you want a general message? You go, oh, give me a general message. All right, fine. So I shuffle the cards and I turn one over. And the first one I get is Cupid. 
and it's all pink and it has, you know, a baby on it and it's got these little hearts that are coming out of an angel that are bubbles and are pink. And I thought, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do now? I was like, all right. So I pull another card and it comes out and this one has an angel on it. She's holding another baby and um, singing to and, you know, she's got this rainbow coming out of her with notes on it. So she's like singing to the baby and I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So I, you know, I realized, okay, what I have to do, I don't, I was like, these don't make any sense at all. They don't fit this guy. And I remember I have to use the technique. I got to go back to the technique and, um, and use those tools that I have use what I've learned. So you got to be open, get out of your thinking mind, no judging. You get what you get. You, you don't get upset. That's another one of the things I teach people. And just allow your intuition to draw your eye or whatever pops up at you. If it's you know, whatever you see, feel, hear, or think, uh, inside or outside of you, and the tools are something that you work with outside of you. And I, my eye was drawn to the hearts, and I kept seeing the hearts, and the hearts were very important in that picture. And so I went back to my intuition. I said, okay, what is it about this guy? It's, it, it's the hearts. What is the heart? Is it, what is it? And I felt love. All right. So what does he love? Is it, uh, angels, babies or what? And I got, um, and then I started to stare at the, the notes. I couldn't stop looking at those. And I was like, okay, so it's, it's something to do with love and the notes. And, um, I, I asked my, my guides, my angels, I said, it's it's he's loving music, and I I felt that that was affirmative. Yes, it's about him loving music. But it and and what I felt and what I received was, and I heard he creates music. So he loves to create mm-hmm. music, Got and it. you know part of it is the birth, the birth, the baby. So so I said to him very reluctantly, okay, what I'm getting is. You get what you get, and you just spit it out. <laughs> but they're telling me that you love to create music. Um, and then I ask, okay, what? That's the situation. What's what's the problem or solution? And I heard he doesn't do it anymore. And I said, so they're telling me you love to create music, and you don't do it anymore, and they want you to do it. And then he looks surprised at me, and he, and I said, does that make sense? And he goes, uh, well, yeah. And I said, really? <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> so it turns out that he is a, um, by day, he's a TV producer, but at night, uh, he loves to compose music. Wow. And he used to do it at night when his wife was sleeping, and it, keep, it would keep her up. And so he didn't, he didn't do it anymore. And I said, well, the message is they want you to keep doing it. Fantastic. And he said he Great story. I love it. So let me. That's how the tools got me out of my thinking mind. <laughs> let me let me ask you something about d- d- divination tools because uh, you mentioned yeah. it's on page sixty five. It says to use these divination tools with your intuition, you allow your intuition to be triggered by the tool to give you the mes- message rather than look up the message in the reference book. So right, uh, break right. that down because if you have like let's say you have Doreen Angel's cards. During virtues cards, right. you you know they you pull a card, it's like uh, abundance mm-hmm. or something, and then you look it up if it's you know upside down or if it's, if it's right side up, and they'll give you an explanation of it. But what you're saying is like don't necessarily literally go I, by that. No, <laughs> and it's interesting that you picked Doreen Virtue and her cards. Um, I actually uh, I actually studied with her, and 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 I'll tell you what she says about her own cards and teaching us and how to use them. Okay. She says, okay, the first thing you do is you open the box, you take the cards out, and then she says you take that book that comes with it and you put it aside. You don't use the book. The book is wow. there for people okay. who are not, you know, who, who aren't mm-hmm. learning how to do this, you know, to read for other people or because it, it sort of helps people make them, you know, feel comfortable. And But it, it really don't need the book because it, it's, you could use the book. But it's all about triggering your intuition to give you pieces of information. 
And that, so, you know, you don't have, you don't even need to use cards and you don't need cards. You don't need a book. You could read tea leaves. You could read turtle shells. You could read the embers in the fire. Uh, I, I'll, you know, I actually used, um, and I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I used um, the magazine in, in, in the airplane. You know, you have the, they have the magazine yeah, sure. in the airplane. Mm-hmm. So I'll, t- I'll make this quick. So I was trying to figure out whether I should, I was, my plane was delayed and they said, well, you know, we might get grounded. So you can either get off the plane. I was on the plane trying waiting to take off. Um, and they said, well, you can either get off the plane or you can stay on this. We might take off, but if you get off, you know, and take another flight, that's fine, but you can't get back on. So I had to decide, do I stay? And then maybe they cancel my flight or get on. Cause I knew there was another flight later that I could take. Mm-hmm. And get, so I didn't know what to do. So I took out the magazine and I used it as a tool because I knew in the back of the magazine is a map of the United States. So I said, let me look at the map. So I pull it out, look at the map, and I asked my intuition, okay, which way should I go? And I had a choice. I could either go, I was, I was in Phoenix. I could either go from Phoenix to Dallas to New York where I live, or I could go to Phoenix to L.A. to New York. And that was the one that I knew was going to go, but it was going to go much later. Um, and the plane I was on was, was uh, the one through Dallas. And um, I look at the map, and for some reason, well, my intuition <laughs> was telling me this, right? <laughs> Dallas looked, the, the letters looked darker and clearer and crisper than the, than the one great. in L.A. And so that's it. the way I went, and I got home on time. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Um, cool. l- uh, let me ask you uh, one last question about cards. You know, I bought a, I think I bought my pack. It was used and I brought it home and I saged it. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. I I made it mine. Energy follows follows intention. Okay. Okay. So uh, being infinitely curious that like I am, I also studied um, metaphysical energy, energy healing, Qigong, the whole nine yards, right? So I, because I was curious, what's this energy thing? And Energy follows your thought. It follows intention. Um, so you make those cards yours. And there are ways that you clear the energy. Saging is one way. You can use sound. Um, you know, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, your intention and how and whatever ritual you want to use to clear that energy out will do it. Okay. Now, Lisa, we have a caller. And I know we talked about, you know, with mm-hmm. calls, so we'll we'll just play it by ear. So, um, it's sure. okay if I put a call Let's on now. It. All right, Absolutely. we're going to take a call. Uh, caller, thank you for waiting. And when I bring you on, just tell us your name and what your question is. Good evening. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Hi. Good evening. Thank you. My name is Catherine, and I just think it's a fascinating topic. Um, so I wanted to thank you for all the uh, knowledge that you've shared. I really appreciate it. Um, oh, and I thank do have you. A question. Okay, what's your question? Um, I was wondering if you see uh, me doing more projects with Marie and her company. Okay, so let me tell you what you can do. You can ask your own intuition for this. Um, I actually don't do readings anymore, but I teach other people how to do it. So, you know, one of the things you can do is you can, so her name is Marie? Yes. All right, so... um, and you could do this with a friend, too. You can ask a friend to do it. So, And in my book, I actually teach people how to use a name as a tool. Um, but because you know Marie and that you're, you know, you're already involved with her, um, what you can do is you can turn to your intuition and ask, you know, what, what do I need to know about Marie to go forward? Right? What is, what, show me what... Um, what's important in terms of going forward with Marie. Or if it's a project, you can ask about the project. And you can say, uh, ask your intuition, what it, right now, what's important for me to know about this project? See, it's a very open question, open-ended, right? Because uh-huh. if you say, should I go with this project or not, that's a yes or no question. And, you're, and your thinking mind is going to answer it right away. So you don't want to ask that. Okay. And, and then all your emotions get in the way. So you, you have to ask. So, so, so when you ask, you can do it right now. Ask your, your, your intuition. Pretend you're asking your, your angels, your guides. 
who are coming through you, your intuition to tell you, right? Uh, what? Ask your intuition. You know, and we often know, we all already know the answer because our intuition is talking to us all the time. So inside. Right. So, right. So, forget, so forget about Marie for now and ask about the project because Marie's going to get you, it's going to get in the way. Whenever we have to deal with people, all our interactions <laughs> with people gets in the way, our opinions about them, our feelings about them, and then we can't think about anything, right? So, so you have to ask right, about right. the project. Okay. And and and, yeah. and and you do, don't you? You do have a feeling, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, I was even too like basing on what you were saying before, um, when you were talking about opening up the magazine. Um, like when you were saying that I was thinking, Marie and I want to go put on my jacket, you know, and, and this project and I saw that there was an M, you know, inside the jacket for medium. I was like, Oh, I wonder uh-huh. if that's my answer. <laughs> Yeah. It probably yeah. is, see? <laughs> it works. And you can go back and ask and ask if you're not sure. All right, what is that M about, right? Is it mm-hmm. important? Is it, And show me what the M is for. And then you'll get more pieces. And you put them together, just like rose, ring, and, and champagne. You'll get it. Yeah. Oh, thank is that you. helpful? Thank you so much. Yes, 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 immensely. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Teaching you, Great. Thank you. Lisa's teaching you how to fish. So... Yes. Thanks yeah, for calling. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you both. All right. Thank, thank you. Um, speaking of people, Lisa, um, one of the areas in your book I think is important uh, and, and something that could come in handy for everybody, and that is uh, learning how to scan people's energy. So when you kind of come up, maybe you meet somebody new in business or just meet somebody through social activities or whatever you know, a lot of times people get feelings and stuff, but, uh, you know, that first impression, but a lot of times we don't process it. It's just chaotic. How, how what, what's mm-hmm. the importance of scanning energy and, 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 uh, you teach us how to do it in the book, but could you just speak about that a little mm-hmm. bit? And then I just have one more question after that. Sure. Well, energy, you know, everything is energy and I won't go too much into that because I think, I hope most people who are listening, um, can yep. understand that. So, so how do we interact with it? You know, they always talk about this psychic energy. What is this energy thing? How do we deal with it? So I think energy 101 for everybody is, is being able, being aware of the energy around them and that, you know, we're always influenced by energy around us, whether it's, um, it's coming from a person or it's coming from a place, uh, you know, and I'll give you an example because I like to give examples. Um, so, I didn't realize how sensitive I was. I think we're all, we actually are all sensitive to energy. We just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just ha- it happens to to energy that's that's quote negative. So you know, people's feeling sick or mad or angry or nervous or anxious makes me feel sick, and in my gut. And um, so I found out that. I was I was actually in the airport and I was in the gift store for a little bit and then I decided let oh, you know it's almost time for me for the plane to go so let me go to the gate so I went to the gate and I sat down and um, I started to feel sick and I thought oh come on you know let's see and I went through my head did I eat anything no everything was normal and I was fine over there in the gift store and here and now I'm feeling sick and then I and then I remembered okay. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's the energy here, right? Mm-hmm. And so then I test it. And I tell people to do this. So you test it. So it might not be, you know, you. It might be who, right? So right. I got up and I moved. And it went away. And I went back. And I came back. And I was like, okay, there's something here. And, and then I realized, well, what is it? And I realized, you know what? People who are nervous, about flying, they tend to sit close to the door at the gate because they just, they got to get it over with. They want to get on the plane and want to leave, right? So all the nervous people sit right at the front, right at the gate, right near the door. And, and I realized that's what it is. And, you know, I had numerous times over and over again, I've, I've done this and I've realized, Oh, I'm feeling sick. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it's somebody else. And I realized that it's, you know, I could, I could determine what it is. It's all, it's like it's like a science experiment. It's it's you know testing, and that and that's what people should do. It's like okay, you know, and then you start to learn what the feelings mean, mm-hmm. right? What the energy feels like to you. So the last question so I was going do. to ask you, 
You kind of, yeah. maybe you've answered it. That is the, you know, the key thing is, well, people will start asking themselves questions and then they, they're not going to, how do they validate, you know, only time will, the proof is in the pudding, but so they, as, as they yeah. say, but you know, in terms of validation, you have any other tips in terms of, well, how do you validate? Is this monkey chatter? Did I cause that, that answer? I love yeah. what you said about, you know, if you ask close ended questions, uh, yes or no, your mind is going to get in the way, but you, if you ask kind of what, why, how type of things, you'll get some symbols and then you can kind of build the story. Right. Cause you're thinking mine takes time to think. Um, okay. That was a fantastic question. How do you know? No, how, and this is what people want to know. How is it my intuition? How do I know it's my intuition, not my mind making it up? Exactly. So the, there's a very simple answer um, and it is to practice. So it's just like learning, you know, um, all right, so I, I often use sports analogies. So if you're playing tennis or maybe even baseball, right, and, and when you hit, hit the ball, let's say, let's say you're, you're, you're playing baseball and, you know, you hit that ball in the sweet spot, right, you know that mm-hmm. that's going to go yeah. out of the park, right? And you knew how you stood. You knew how when you did that swing and how it felt to you and how it was sweet and how it just flowed, right? So And yep. so – Mm-hmm. Then you start to know that's what it feels like. So the only way you could do that is to practice, right? I mean, nobody goes up there. I mean, it was very rare that you would get it, go up there and, and get it out of the park, you know, hit that ball out of the park every time. So practicing is so important. And the way you validate and the way you practice is the best way to do it with somebody else because they can help validate for you. You can ask them questions, right? So here's a test. Let's see, you know, um, let me into it what you had for lunch today, right? And they can tell you whether you had, you know, whether you're right or not. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, so you practice with someone and then you practice intuition exercises. And I talk about this in the book and I actually do this um, with a, a group and I have an intuition development circle group, which um, we meet and online and we do this all the time because you need, you need to know how to do what a good intuition exercise is and how to do it and do it with other people. So um, an intuition exercise is not meditation. It is not grounding yourself and it is not going out in nature. That's, those are, that, that's like, um, it's like if you want to practice baseball and you start lifting weights. That's not practicing right. baseball. That helps, but it's right. not practicing. So you have to practice real intuition exercises. And, and the real intuition exercise, part of the quality of it is being able to validate your answer. Fantastic. So that, that's, the hint. that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, the rest you've is been... the book. No, it'd be fantastic. And uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find out about your classes in the book and you online and social media and everything like that? Oh, absolutely. The best place is my website. It's my initials, LMK and an 88, LMK88.com, and, or Lisa K Intuition, that works as well, .com. Uh, and everything is there, lmk88.com. Uh, my book is there, and, and there's links to the book. There's links to me on Facebook and um, on also, you know, how you can take my classes uh, online or in person and how you can join our, our um, intuition development group, too. Everything's there. Fantastic. I may, look, I may look into it. I'm taking a spiritual development yeah, come join us. group. Uh, I would love to. Uh, let me see if I can do it because I'm taking another one with uh, Jeanette Meek, and we meet every uh, Tuesday, and we have a we talk with the uh, the Brotherhood comes through, yeah, and uh, nice. it's very mm-hmm. cool. And it's really, uh, it, you know, what it really when you start doing the work, things happen. So uh, uh, I think your, your idea of practice is so important with this because it's like, it's kind of like muscles that we have to develop, but it's fun and uh, it really changes things. And it's a real positive too. So I love the work you're doing. I'm glad I was thank led you. to you online and in Facebook. And I thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. And uh, I will Ooh. look you up online and we'll see what happens from there. So I really appreciate you being our guest on guys, awesome. guys radio. You really had a lot of fantastic information. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Thanks, Robert. Cool. Great. All right. Okay, everybody. Um, That was our special guest, Lisa Kay. Again, the book is Intuition on Demand. Check it out. I highly endorse it. It's a great book and a great practice for you. So um, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to 
rifle through our uh, guys, guys guide about five tips in terms of how to lose weight because summer's right around the corner. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. The guys guide radio. Okay. We're back here on guys, guys radio your host, Robert Manny. I like to do my guys, guys guides when we have time and uh, I think we have just enough time to squeeze this in. So as I mentioned, summer's coming and uh, I do my, uh, you know, my guys, guys guide. I based on my blog, uh, it's on Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com. And there's over 300 blog posts there. I'm also on Good Men Project and uh, uh, Your Tango, Cupid's Pulse. Uh, so check me out there. You can find me all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And it all started with my novel. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money, but ultimately it is about love. And uh, here we are in Guy's Guy's Radio. So the, the, the topic we're going to talk about is like how to, how to, five tips for losing weight. So number one is you have to make decisions. It's the food uh, starting with, uh, you know, abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. So you have to pick the right foods. Um, if you eat processed foods, if you eat a lot of meat, if you eat a lot of dairy, um, you're going to, you're going to be having to, you have your body work too hard to get rid of this weight and it's going to hold you down. Some people like the paleo diet. Um, it's, it depends on what your feelings are about eating meat. I personally haven't eaten meat in 10 years. Uh, you know, you do kind of get into a carb craving thing when you, when you go the, uh, I'm a pescatarian, um, when you go the route of not eating meat, you have to find these substitutes. It takes a while to get into the flow. But once you get there, you kind of forget you leave the meat behind. But the other thing is uh, there's so much processed food out there, and uh, it may cost a little bit more to eat organic, but you'll, you'll, have, you'll be eating less food because it's, uh, the food's denser. It has more nutrition in it, so you don't have to eat as much. So ultimately, it kind of balances itself out. But number one, you know, every day your decisions come down to eat this or that, this or that, this or that. Am I going to eat a burger or I'm going to eat a, a beef burger or a veggie burger? Am I going to have grilled cheese or I'm going to have a salad? Am I going to put a lot of dressing on the salad or keep the dressing on the side? Do I have to have dessert or not? Do I need another drink or not? Make those decisions. And after a while, you get into like muscle memory where you'll start eliminating things and uh, you won't need to. But that's obviously number one is I asked a friend of mine. I, saw, I hadn't seen him in about five years and he was a chubby kid. We played soccer together in high school. And then I saw him about five years later in business. And I'm like, Stewie, what happened? How'd you lose all that weight? And he said, I don't eat as much. So it does work how much you eat. And as you get older, you really don't need as much. Uh, you don't need as many calories. Uh, next is cardio. Um, cardio is take the stairs, walk home, take a class, a spin class, do the elliptical, do yoga, run. Just uh, find some ways of avoiding sitting on the couch. after Even after those tough days, you want to plop down and you know, watch the tube or whatever, but find some, there's got to be a way to keep your heart going. I, again, I do this uh, four minute peaceful warrior workout every day and it makes a difference. Um, three, believe it or not, sleeping, uh, creates, uh, you know, when sleeping helps you, stress keeps you awake and stress creates blockages around your third chakra that cause the retention of belly fat. People who sleep more actually lose more weight. That's a fact. Plus, you know, sleeping's fun. And uh, laying in bed's fun if you're with somebody special also. So also, you can, you can indulge in one of those weight-reducing activities when you're in bed with your partner. Visualization and meditation. Um, if you want an image, you might have an image of how you want to look in your head. Well, keep it clear in your head and think about it uh, and visualize it every day. That slim body that you want ripped, cut, ready to rock. Just keep thinking that way. And then it'll help you make your decisions in terms of what to eat and what not to eat. And now here's the last thing, which uh, actually helped me. And that's keeping a food log. Um, I did it for like three years. I wrote down everything I ate for three years. Crazy. Yes, I am crazy. And I did that. But it really, it educated me into what I eat and what my habits were. And I found out Man, I love peanut butter, but uh, it really helps because you'll see like, oh, I had ice cream again. Or, oh, I had a, a three beers and like, oh, 
I had a stake to two days in a row. So you'll get to know some of your tendencies and the better you know yourself, the easier it is to uh, adapt. So anyhow, those are kind of a handful of tips to help you lose weight as you're getting ready for the summer. You can't do it all at once. Take your time, but put yourself on a program. You can start a program at any time. Some people are still keeping their New Year's resolutions. I, I am because I'm on my special diet, but I'm crazy, as I said. So, But you got to do what you have to do for yourself. But if you want to get ready for summer and you haven't really done too much yet, now's the time. And the time to the way, the number one way is make the right choices in terms of what you consume. Anyhow, that's our Guys, Guys, Guide for the day. And uh, also, this has been Guys, Guys Radio. We're going to be back with a special Sunday edition. We've been doing two shows a week recently, and it's been great. We've got one of the uh, most famous uh, psychics in the country. Susan Wilson's going to be here on Sunday night, so I can't wait for that, and we'll be taking calls. So anyhow, I hope you have the great uh, remainder of your week. If you're here in New York, bring your umbrella. And remember, guys, guys, finish first.